Man, we gonna have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. How's it going? Sipping on a 40, shout out to SB Nation, shout out to Nux Misconduct, and also shout out to Trevor Beggs, he's with us tonight. What? What's going on, man? I love that jingle almost as much as I love that performance from the Canucks tonight, Almost man. as much, yo, the jingle's better, man. Ooh. Come on, man, Coltar got bounced, shout out to the city we're, of Vancouver. We're talking four points from Pedersen, yeah. four points from Besser, three yeah. points from Horvat. Yeah. What a night, man, what a night for this team. I know it's just the Kings. I know they played two games against the Kings, two games against the Wings. They've won all of them. As they, they should. They won it in dominating fashion, though. As they should. Know? Yeah, you could say, albeit that that one that one game against Detroit, I know they exploded for five in the third. That was probably, you know, their weaker performances out of the bunch. But yeah, man, they're, they're beating up on weaker teams. And today's episode, we're going to have a bit of fun with it. Gonna go off the top. One fucking take, okay? One take, no segments. Because after a performance like this, and you could say after two performances, and we know, we know, Florida, LA, not powerhouses. But after blowing a lead to Washington in the way they did, you know, being the embarrassment of the weekend in the NHL, coming back like that, I will say, and I know in the last episode, I said I'd fully ex- start like fully examining these games and taking each game for what it is after game 41. But I am impressed. I am impressed. This is a this is a resilient team and it's still led by a really young core and after tonight's game look at, look who got all the points. Exactly. I think it's a huge change from what we saw in the last game. So against the Panthers, you know, we saw Four lines scoring, you know, they scored a goal in the first 10 minutes. Tonight, there was no secondary scoring. It was all the big guns for the Canucks. I, t- I just said it, you know, we had PD and Brock with four points apiece. Horvat with three, Hughes with two assists, and Miller with another assist on the night. This was all the Canucks young guns. You know, we talk about hey. last year, the future being here. The future is here right now. Trevor's fucking... They're killing it. Trevor's going Let's in. Let's go. Let's go, Trevor, man. I'm happy for you because... For those who don't know, us over here at the Nux Misconduct Network, speaking of the Nux Misconduct Network, go get it. Subscribe to it. If you see us on iTunes, give us a hug. You want to give us a hug? Like it. All right? Support the brothers. Speaking of the network, Trevor was actually supposed to host uh, the Canuck-centric show, you know, because of his love. But due to circumstances and Trevor's love for quickies, he had to switch roles, okay? It's Trevor, true. Trevor's more experienced with quickies. Yeah, I can't okay? get enough of the quickies, man. Exactly, exactly. Okay? I had to do the show. I had to buckle up. But I know Trevor's happy. And again, me personally, I'm going to take my time. My Green Bay Packers 7-1, I'm not booking a trip to the Super Bowl. I know, shit, shit takes time. But I am impressed. Like I said, this team looks a bit more mature, and their star players, like we said, were elite. And I know Pedersen got four points. I know Horvat did his thing. I know Quinn Hughes. We'll get to him after. Was amazing today. This is why Quinn Hughes was needed on that power play unit. Remember that? Was it the game against LA where Edler had like a goal and assist on the PP1? And uh, there were some people online that were kind of disappointed, right? Because we want to see Quinn Hughes up there ASAP. This is why. He didn't score no goals today. But he's the, he's the pacemaker, man. He sets the tone. 
You look at what Carlson does with, you know, Kuznetsov, Oshi, Ovechkin. With those star players, you do need a star defenseman to really fully complement the arsenal, the skill set of those players. And, and Quinn Hughes does that, man. Yeah, he sure does. And you know what? Everyone in Vancouver was calling for Hughes on the first power play unit uh, early in the season. You know, Edler, he's the OG, but it's time for some fresh blood. Quinn Hughes got his opportunity early and he hasn't looked back. You know, he, the Canucks are creating more power play opportunities with the, with Quinn Hughes on the ice than any other player. The guy is absolutely dominant out there. And you can see it with the way he moves the puck. You know, even look at the statue right now. Uh, they changed up the assist on the Pedersen goal. Took it away from Horvat. So Horvat actually had two points. Hughes with three apples on the night. Yeah. His highest scoring game in the NHL so Dude, far, The guy's man. got nine points in 12 games. He's a first-year defenseman, an undersized defenseman. I'll say that again. A quote-unquote undersized defenseman. This is the new fucking NHL. This is the way it's going to be. And he's he's the perfect guy back there. He is. We talked about Pedersen, Besser, Horvat. I want to talk about JT Miller, Mr. First Rounder. I said on the last episode, and I still stand by this. I'm not making that trade. I'm not making that trade. There's another way to get it done. A better GM at making trades would have got it done, knowing that Tampa had to do what they had to do to sign point. But but JT Miller, JT Miller didn't, I don't even think he got a point today. The dude was one assist. assist. Okay, he was buzzing the whole game, man. He was just as good as Besser and Patterson. He was creating chances on his own, and I did say that that Miller is a, a good piece to this puzzle because of his demeanor and his work ethic, and he seems to be one of those guys that, that just loves hockey. And that's what this team needs, and it's... If you do want to give... This is one for the betting bros, okay? If you do want to give Benning a lot of credit, the top players on this roster that he's, has, that he's brought in, they're all competitive. They're all in love with the game of hockey. And I know that's easy to say. These guys are in the NHL. All these guys should be bought in. But no, he's got gamers. Like Pedersen, Hughes, JT Miller, Bo Horvat, Besser. They're fucking gamers. They're gamers. I would say Miller, Pedersen, and, and Hughes at the top of that list of being gamers, man. That that's that was a performance, man. Domination. Absolute domination from these young guys. And, and, and one thing I can't help thinking about because it, it kind of came up on Twitter after the game. Elias Pedersen... And how much money he might make. Rick Dollywell sent out a tweet <laughs> saying... He's, Let's guess it. Let's guess it. Okay, well, I, I wrote an article on this last year. And I shot pretty high. You know, if, if the cap goes up, you know, the way it was trending before last year. You know, I was estimating at the time the cap could be close to $90 million by the time Pedersen signs. You look at a guy of that caliber and how much of the cap he'd take up. You're looking at a guy who could make... $13 million a 11, season. 12, 13. I'm, $13 I'm, I'm, million. Saying this, I'm saying the same thing. Now, here's some stats. Well, a stat, a cool stat about, about Pedersen. You know, he could be the most talented Canuck ever. People saw that after year one, and I know it's easy for a sports fan to jump the fucking gun, but if you watch enough hockey or you you watch one, one sport just enough, you can kind of tell when a dude is real, real good. And people knew Pedersen was going to be good. That's why the show was called Sipping on a Fucking 40, man. Because everyone coming into this year off a what? A bottom five finish again. Thought the Canucks were going to do amazing based on a fucking rookie performance. And that rookie didn't wasn't even point per game. People were drunk off 40, but people knew he was good. Now look at this stat, okay? Through 83, 83 career games, we're comparing Burray and Pedersen. 82 games for Burray, 52 goals, 85 assists, 22 power play points, and nine game winning goals. For Pedersen, he's got 32 goals, 
84 points, 30 power play points, and eight game-winning goals. So the, obviously, Barry has more of the goals, and I think you'd have to give him the advantage, but a different era for sure. And and Pedersen, man, he, this is his second year. The Aliens' second year in the league. The second time playing center. Now I know he doesn't take many face-offs, especially on, what, the right side of the ice? JT Miller, which, hey, give kudos to the dude. The guy steps in, takes draws too. You saw Pedersen. That was one of the best games of his career because you saw it all on display. Yes, against the Los Angeles Kings. The Kings fucking suck. Everyone knows that the Kings, they don't, you can't name more than 12 players on the team. Can you? Can you, Trevor? I know you're a hockey nut. You could probably do it. Do it. Name me 12 players. Uh, well, let's go right 12 right now. Anze Kopitar, Trevor right. Lewis, cool. Jeff Carter, okay. Drew Doughty, okay. Jonathan Quick, Blake Lizotte. Oh, see, now you're... Carl now, Grundstrom. Now you're lucky you're watching... You ben just Hutton. watched the game. Okay, Benjamin Hutton. You got Alec four Martinez. more. Okay, three more. Oh, God. Come on, how about the it? Russian? The Russian. Oh, Matt Wall. Matt Wall. He's not Russian. Uh, Another Russian. I, I can't remember the other... Oh, Ilya Kolachev. Yeah, you got oh, one more. One more. Woo! The pressure's on. Atal Toffoli. Okay, good. 12. Okay, 12. He got 12. Man, my, my, my point was God. kind of proven wrong. I know Pedersen played his best game of his career against the Kings tonight, but it's because you saw... You saw everything this dude can do. Pedersen is the most complete player on this roster. All right? He is. Not Horvat. It's fucking Pedersen. That's how good this dude is. Last year, he got compared to everyone. One of those comparisons was, was Datsuk. Man. Talk about talk about his three-way game. He's so good in the neutral, neutral zone. Sorry. So good in the offensive zone. So good in the defensive, uh, the offensive zone. And... He has that. He has that baller mentality. He's not to be fucked with, man. You try fucking with Pedersen, he's either gonna draw a penalty, or or he's gonna he's gonna battle back. Crazy, man. Yeah, you're right about that. I love when I get to reference articles I've written about Pedersen. Hey, man. go ahead, go ahead. Let's go. Plug, plug, up. plug. We need the Quavo thing. Plug. Do it, man. Go ahead. <laughs> Butt plug time. Um, whoa, whoa. Sorry about that. Uh, oh, Elias Pedersen. I wrote in the off season. I I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to look at other forwards who had won the Calder before. And to see how they perform the next season. And it was a really, it was a mixed bag. But the top three guys I looked at as comparables for Pedersen uh, were Matthews, Kane, and Peter Forsberg. Peter Forsberg. Let's stick to that. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Last year, I said the same fucking thing. Not on record. We didn't have this podcast up. But whenever I was watching games with Hockey Nuts, I brought up Peter Forsberg. Because of the way this dude would compete. Again, not a point-per-game player last year. It was his first time playing center, a fucking rookie. It's all good. The thing that brought him over the top, the thing that kind of got me even more excited about this season and Patterson himself was the engine, the motor. The dude's a gamer. He wants to win. He wants to score. He wants to get points. He wants to do anything it takes. Peter Forsberg is a damn good comparison. He, He's not big enough i don't even want to see strong enough i don't want to bring those things up the guy plays big man he Yo, does do, do you see him rock that king's guy today a couple times Alex martinez twice man twice Watch he's done it before guy. too man there's times where players will try to hit pedersen he'll do that edler thing you know where he stands him up attempts to stand him up man I, i'm telling you right now pedersen is going to be this is why he's going to be in that tier we talked about dry saddle we talked about matthews that tier right below mcdavid yeah, Pedersen's going to be in that tier. What's he got? 18 points already this year? 18 points. It's currently tied for six in the NHL with Alex motherfucking Ovechkin. Hey, shout out to Ovechkin. For him to be top six or already all the time, man, that's that's crazy. Pedersen, how many primary assists? 13 or something, man. The guys, I think 12 primary assists. He got the last goal. Yeah, man. Amazing player, man. That 
that's that's one guy the the city is going to rally around. I'm calling it right now, Trevor. If the Canucks continue continue this pace heading into November 9th, I believe that's a Saturday. I believe that's the game to bring out the skate jersey. The city is going to go nuts. It is. That's I think that's going to be a, a turning point for the season. One of the peaks. It's going to be that night. The black jerseys coming out, man. Those things are fucking fly, man. Those things are the nicest jerseys. You know, we'll make a list later. Maybe on Silky and Filthy, but we'll. It's a top five sports jersey in North America, man. It's hard. Wow, nice, man. It's hard. It's clean. It's efficient. What a take. It works. It's gonna really resonate with. I feel like Vancouver is a pretty underground city. I know it's it's popping, but I think a lot of the, whether it be things like the hockey market or things like music in general, it. That jersey, I think, just represents that that demographic. And it's going to spark, man, especially when that team wearing those jerseys has a guy like Patterson, has a guy like Hughes. It's I'm sounding like I'm going to rush. I'm, I'm not waiting till game 41. I, I'm just impressed, impressed with the effort. The effort has been there so far, man. I, I, you know, I thought of a funny story when you mentioned Vancouver being underground. Um, you know, a buddy uh, moved here from New Jersey when I was in high school. And the first time we took him on the Sky Train, it went underground. And we convinced him that all of downtown Vancouver was underground. <laughs> oh man <laughs> man man okay you oh, you are not uh the biggest the biggest fan of the skate right be honest i think yeah, we've had this conversation yeah, no, I, it's it's true i i feel like i'm in the minority but i actually prefer i prefer the blue and green first of all i think the, those are the best colors for the canucks best colors for the city there's too much black red and white out there and yellow man. not a huge fan of it but uh, i do like the throwback I, I like the nostalgia behind it i just think the blue green and the orca is better i'll make another prediction okay so that that moment, November 9th, if the Canucks have this momentum carrying in, which they can based on the teams they're playing, that that moment is going to be a peak. And I think they're only going to wear those jerseys for what? Um, nine games? That's what they're that's what they're saying? I um, think they're going to change it. It might even be less than that, no? Okay, well, I think they're going to wear it more. Woo-hoo. I feel as if... Did something similar happen when the, the stick in the rink came back first, like mid-2000s? I feel as if... That yeah, jersey was that, so popular yeah. and that it kept coming back. And I feel as if the skate is going to do the same thing. Yeah, no, you could be right. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it's a fucking jersey. If the people want it. It's a fucking nice jersey. It's Vancouver, it's I'm telling nice you. Jersey, yeah. Hey, I understand. You see a mountain, you see a fucking tree, you see the ocean, blue, green, blah, blah, blah. That's too, I don't, I don't think that's intimidating enough. I, again, something with the black jersey resonates with, with what Vancouver is on the down low. I don't know, something. I like them, man. I like them. How about Brock Besser? He needed this. He needed this game. Hattrick, third bingo, slipped in, off Dowdy. But the other two goals, he needed bingos like that. This team needs to have fun. This city wants to watch fun hockey. All right? In the beginning of the year, squeaked in a couple victories, a couple boring a couple boring moments. This team is scoring a lot of goals. It's having fun. And that's what this city needs, man. Yeah, I love the hype around the team right now, man. And, and let me even ask you the one question I posted on on Nux misconduct during Go ahead. the first game I've ever live tweeted before, really. Oh, oh shit. I got to ask you about that. Oh, okay, you asked God. me first. I'm going to ask you about that experience. Okay, well, I, the question I posed uh, to the fans, to the people, was most impressive Canuck players so far this season. I gave you Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser, Elias Pettersson, and JT Miller. Um, I'm going to say JT1. Wow. Wow, nice, nice. Is that who you would pick? No, no, I would pick Hughes. Interesting. Okay, well, JT did, he's at leading the poll right now, forty-one percent. 
Hughes at 27, Pedersen at 29, and Besser with three despite the hat trick tonight. And that makes sense. He hasn't he hasn't blown you away like the other three guys have. Like I completely get that. But again, solid player. And solid players find ways to get points. Now, Besser was more quiet than Hughes and Pedersen so far throughout the season, but he was still picking up points, which I think is so important for players like that. Because it's one thing to not play at your level, but if you're not getting those points, man, you're not really confident. Besser needed to go bar down. He needed to go on a breakaway, fake a shot, go to the backhand. Have some fucking fun, man, okay? And Pedersen even today too, man. How, how long has he been trying to go bar down? Now, two of the last three games, he scored some fucking bingos, man. He has scored some fucking bingos for sure. I like when you say that, man. I like when you say that. You know, it's funny. In the first period, I was I was posing the question, when is Petey finally going to score on one of those one-timers? Well, he didn't score on a one-timer in that game, but... You know, he scored a pretty damn nice goal itself. And it's been interesting to see this version of Pedersen because last season he was just blowing us away with the goals. You know, he was just had these crazy snipes going. Defenders didn't really know how to how to check him. And now it seems like he's just setting up his teammates more. You know, the chemistry's there. He's that, 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 that first Peter Forsberg. line, it's got to be one of the best first lines in the NHL. I, I, got, I got to dig into that sometime in the future for, for next misconduct here because that first line right now, deadly. Like, is that is the lotto line going to get separated at some point? No, because no, no, like right no, now, no, like no, 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 no. Whoever made that thing up, what did it come from? What, the Canucks way? Canucks way, Jacob Calvert. Okay, cool. Name? Shout out to you. Go fucking patent that or something. You know, copyright that shit because somebody's going to be making money off of that. And uh, you know what? I feel like that dude, he just wants what's best for the Canuck market, the Canuck community. You deserve something from that because that's a great nick. That's a great line name, okay? That is. And, and that, for now, is one of the better better lines in the NHL. Uh, Jacob Markstrom, important game. I know he allowed three goals, whatever. He needed that. He needed a victory, and the team the team owed him that. I, I know I know. Washington was, a, a lot of it did, did ride on Markstrom. Straight up, he admitted it. But the team still owed him a victory. He's done so much for this team over the last year, so I'm glad he got the dub. Trevor, you, you, were, you were live tweeting today, and I've always had this good question for people who live tweet throughout the game. I feel like I used to do it when I was younger, but you had to do it today like it was a job. How'd you like it, man? How are your fingers feeling, man? You drink some fucking Gatorade or what? Ooh, I did not drink the Gatorade. Uh, the fingers, you know, they were they were cramping a bit, but that's okay, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Do I enjoy live tweeting the game? Like, it's fun to interact with the fans. That part I enjoy. I also have no problem putting my phone and computer away and just watching the yeah, game. Yeah, that's and how you, you know so that, that Yo, it was so different seeing you constantly behind the screen i've never seen trevor do that if you're new to the program or if you're new to the network and you never heard trevor talk or me talk about trevor the dude lives life the right way barely has a screen in front of him in fact one time trevor invited me out to celebrate his birthday guy didn't look at his phone i didn't know where the fuck to go didn't go to his birthday party but it's okay because <laughs> you know what it's all gravy baby it's all gravy yeah you never got to worry about me drunk texting somebody because i definitely don't have my phone out when i'm drunk that's for sure hey hey okay before we get to the the final segment well the only segment i said there was there wasn't going to be a segment but i kind of want to read something off of the book 100 things canucks fans should know and do before they die written by thomas Jans, mike halford forward by john garrett i want to play this in the background because because bruh the city needs this all right the city needs to have fun, baby. Let them know, Trevor. Uh. Hey, Furtado, let's go. Hey, 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 Vancouver, man. Y'all deserve a fun team. Even though, you know, I'm kind of pessimistic. If the city's happy, I'm happy. Dominating performance. Dominating. Okay? The city deserves fun hockey. 
And when you have players like Hughes and Pedersen leading the team, the team has to be fun. There's no other way to play the game. They can't grind shit out. The team has to be fun. Okay, let's run an ad. And then let's go to the read. And further details of this continuing story. Okay, okay, this is the read. I stole the name off of one of my favorite podcasts. Check it out, Loudspeaker Network, The Read, educational, entertaining, good shit. This is the part of the show where we read from 100 Things Canucks fans should know and do before they die. Thomas Drance, Mike Halford, shout out to you. Shout out, shout out to Cheech, too. Yo, have we ever talked about this? We got, we got a lot of Canuck fans in the room right now. Cheech. Isn't that one of the greatest nicknames in all of sport? Because he's from Vancouver doing color commentary. That's a that's a position where you could you could play that position stoned. You know what I'm goalie? saying? No, not goalie. Color commentary. Oh, yeah, and his name sure. is yeah, Cheech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Cheech. I wish I had that nickname, man. That's a cool ass nickname. Okay. Oh, great nickname. We're we're reading a uh, thing number eighty one. And it's called Make the Provies. Now, once again, this book has no chapters, just things, one hundred things about your Vancouver Canucks, your infinite, infamous Vancouver Canucks. Okay, I'm going to go skip to uh, paragraph three. How I normally do this, I read one paragraph because I want you to buy the book, okay? All right. Now, starting in about 2012, through the death start of unique Canuck-focused post-game content emerged. Known to diehard Canuck fans as the Provies, this must-read post-gamer is written by Jason Botchford with Wyatt Stange and Art. How do you pronounce the last name? Wyatt what? Feverman. How do you pronounce Wyatt's last name? Aren't. Aren't. Pitching in about a dozen times per year. He subbed in. Designed as an informal post-game award show, each Provy segment is technically an award given out to the best soundbite or best sequence, best tweet. The Provies were originally included in the print edition of the Vancouver province starting in 2007. In the early years, through Boschford's... <laughs> through Boschford's... How do you say that word? How do you say that word right here? Boschford's... What, untethered? No, not untethered. That one right there. Miss, miss, missive. Missives. What, what does that mean? Anyways, through Botchford's missives, because Trevor doesn't know what it means, too. Word, how do you say that word? Damn, I got to get better at this, man. <laughs> it's all good, man. I didn't finish school. Wait, oh, my God. Truncated. Uh, Your trunca- thumb's over it, but I think it said truncated. Okay, cool. Anyways, the Provies. Legendary, uh, man. The, best, le- best column in the NHL, in NHL history. Yeah. 100%. And I think on a game like this, a day like this, the way the Canucks are playing, the way the Alien played, it makes you it makes you think about Botchard, you know? It really does because I know life moves quick. And it's not to say that people have forgotten about Jason Botchard. I'm just saying Never. life moves life moves on quick. So, we normally wait for moments, you know, press releases, moments like when Botchard's kids are at the game, you know, all those things to kind of remember Botchard. We, we wait to be told Games like this remind me of Botchford. Rest in peace, Jason, man. Uh, he really wanted, not only for this team to be good, but we've said it many times, he wanted this team to be fun, man. Because he knows the city. This city deserves it, man. This city deserves it, man. So rest in peace, Botchford. You want to say anything on his behalf? And we'll, yeah, we'll bump this in the background because, again, <laughs> he wanted the team to be fun, baby. You Rest sure, in peace, Botch. You sure did, man. And you know what? Not just the best Canucks writer of all time, but to me, he's the he was the best he was the best hockey writer in the NHL, hands hey, down. 
Hey. You know, he, uh, I love the, the interactions I had with him. You know, he had an impact on everybody. Uh, we love you, Botchford. Canucks Late Nation loves you. And you know what? Let, let's go on a run, baby. Let's do it for Botchford. Oh, come on, Foa. Yo, even Botchford would be like, yo, fucking slow down, bro. Can't be fucking saying that shit. Let's go on a run. Hey, Matt. Chill, dude. Sipping Chill. on a 40, man. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, this guy's sipping on a 40. I want to go running down Granville Street oh, with a 40 in my shit. hand. He does, man. I know he fucking does. Okay, that was sipping on a 40. Shout out to Trevor Beggs. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on the show. Get the network, the quickie, Silky and Filthy, and this program, sipping on a 40, all under one umbrella. Once again, one tap, one swipe. That's all you need. Make your hockey life a little bit better. I hope you have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I do not know when you're listening to this, but yo, we, yes, we, Fucking appreciate it. Peace.